You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN Energy's daily blog, the oil and gas industry's go-to source for insight. Every day, we cover commodity fundamentals, industry changes, and developing trends across energy markets. And now, we're making it easier than ever to enjoy our blogs. Whether it's on your drive into work, while you're at the office, or at home walking the dog, settle in, turn the volume up, and enjoy. Sunday, June 13, 2021. Take it easy. Post-pandemic E&P cash allocation shifts to debt repayment, shareholder return. Published by Nick Caccioni. The return of $70 per barrel WTI raises an important question. With a lot more cash flowing in, will public E&Ps maintain the financial discipline they've tried to live by since the crude oil price crashes of 2014-15 and, more recently, the spring of 2020? We've said it before, but it bears repeating that many producers once prided themselves on the riverboat gambling nature of their business but, after a major scare or two, came to adopt a far more conservative approach to investment based on their new 11th commandment, thou shalt live within cash flow. Emerging from the pandemic, ENP's 2021 capital investment announcements guided to maintenance-level outlays designed to maximize free cash flow for debt reduction and returning cash to shareholders through dividends and share repurchases. Still old habits die hard, right? So, when oil prices strengthened and cash flow soared in the first few months of 2021, we wondered if producers would give in to temptation to reap short-term benefits from their accelerating output. Today, we analyze the actual first-quarter cash flow allocation of the 39 E&P companies we monitor and compare it with the deployment of cash flow in 2019 and 2020. In our analysis, we looked at the cash flow from operations, cash flow from investing, and cash flow from financing sections of the cash flow statement contained in each company's SEC filings. The results showed that E&Ps invested at least as conservatively as they had indicated in their previous financial guidance just 57%, or $8.9 billion, of the $15.5 billion in cash flow generated from operating activities by the 39 public producers we track went to capital spending, including acquisition outlays and net of assets sale proceeds, yielding $6.5 billion in free cash flow. Another 29%, or $4.4 billion, was applied to debt reduction, net of new borrowings, and 14% was returned to shareholders, 11%, or $1.7 billion, as dividends and 3%, or $439 million, for share repurchases net of equity issuances. Those results were a stark contrast with ENP investment the past couple of years. In 2020, 84% of cash flow went to capital investment and 16% went to dividend payments. A slight increase in borrowings was partially offset by a small amount of capital dedicated to share repurchase. In 2019, the differences were even starker due to Occidental Petroleum's or Oxy, $55 billion purchase of Anadarko Petroleum. The ENPs we track generated $71.2 billion in cash flow, while spending $87.5 billion in capital outlays $28.9 billion by Oxy alone. Cash flow was supplemented by $16.2 billion in additional net debt issuances, $14.6 billion for Oxy, another $1.1 billion in net equity issuances, $9.8 billion issued by Oxy, and $6.1 billion drawn down from cash balances. The producers also paid $6.7 billion in dividends. Next, we'll take a deeper look at what was going on in each of those three periods, 2019-2020, and the first quarter of 2021. 2019 was a live-in-large year for Occidental Petroleum. With Oxy's assistance, via its Anadarko acquisition, 
the ENPs we monitor wildly outspent cash flow, supplemented by bond issuances and equity sales, and still needed to dip into their cash balances to pay the bills. Cash flow from operations for these producers netted to $71.2 billion, but capital outlays totaled $87.5 billion, leaving ENP scrambling for cash. They tapped the credit markets for a net $16 billion in debt, and net share sales of $1.1 billion, which closed the shortfall. However, dividends totaled $6.7 billion, leaving no other option but to run down cash balances by over $6 billion to cover that deficit. Excluding Oxy, however, cash flow from operations was $63.8 billion compared with CapEx of $58.7 billion, leaving a slight surplus before financing activities. The remainder of the companies borrowed in at $1.5 billion, while repurchasing $8.7 billion in stock and paying $4.1 billion in dividends. To make ends meet, bank balances were drawn down by $6.6 billion. Due to the effects of the Oxy-Anadarko deal, the oil-weighted ENPs were the most prodigious spenders in 2019. The peer group generated $28.1 billion in cash flow from operations while spending $48.7 billion in CapEx, leaving a $20 billion shortfall. The gap was plugged with $15 billion in increased net borrowings and $9.2 billion in net stock sales. The peer group also paid out $3.6 billion in dividend payments. But when you exclude Oxy from the statistics, the oil-focused ENPs took in $20.8 billion, while investing only $19.8 billion, yielding a $1 billion surplus. Net debt increased by a mere $355 million, but share repurchases amounted to just under $600 million and $3.6 billion in dividends were paid out. EOG Resources was the largest generator of free cash flow in the peer group at $1.9 billion, with about half used to pay down debt and most of the balance used to pay dividends, $588 million, and bulk up its cash balances, $473 million. The diversified E&Ps generated $33 billion in cash flow from operations in 2019, while CapEx amounted to $28.8 billion, leaving free cash flow of $4.2 billion. Net debt was virtually unchanged, with about $10.4 billion being returned to shareholders via stock buybacks, $7.7 billion, and dividends, $2.7 billion. The additional $6.2 billion required to pay for the cash return to shareholders caused a drawdown of bank balances by $6.1 billion. ConocoPhillips generated $4.5 billion in free cash flow, the largest in its peer group. The company used the cash to buy back $3.5 billion in common stock and pay $1.5 billion in dividends, funding the difference by drawing down cash balances. The gas-weighted ENPs generated $10.1 billion in cash flow, spending it all on capital outlays. Net debt increased by $1.1 billion, helping to finance $429 million in share repurchases and $344 million in dividend payments. Cabot Oil and Gas generated $902 million in free cash flow, using the majority of the funds to give back to shareholders via share repurchases, $520 million, and dividends, $146 million. In 2020, the ENPs we follow were forced to slam the brakes on their capital investment programs as COVID-19 wrought havoc on oil and gas prices. This group of 39 public ENPs generated $41.7 billion in cash flow but spent only $34.9 billion, leaving $6.8 billion in free cash flow. 
the producers returned $7.1 billion to shareholders, primarily through dividend payments $6.5 billion, with share repurchases at $600 million. The balance was funded through $900 million in increased debt. The oil-weighted E&Ps generated $17 billion in cash flow in 2020, or $5.2 billion more than their capital outlays last year. About $500 million of that surplus was used to pay down debt, while $243 million was used for share repurchases and $3.3 billion for dividends dash another $554 million was used to augment their bank accounts and $558 million went to other uses. Occidental Petroleum generated $3.1 billion in free cash flow last year, the largest amount in the peer group using $2.4 billion to repay debt and $1.8 billion to pay dividends, with a balance funded via cash it had on hand. The diversified E&Ps generated $17.3 billion in cash flow in 2020, yielding $1.2 billion in free cash flow after $16 billion in capital outlays. That free cash flow was supplemented by $1.4 billion in net borrowings and $1.8 billion in cash drawdowns, allowing the peer group to repurchase $1.2 billion in stock and pay out $2.8 billion in dividends. Canoco Phillips produced $681 million in free cash flow, or about twice the level of Devon Energy. The company bought back nearly $900 million in stock and paid out $1.8 billion in dividends, using $2 billion of its cash to cover the shortfall. The gas-weighted E&Ps generated $7.4 billion in cash flow last year, $200 million more than their $7.2 billion in 2020 CapEx. The peer group issued nearly $780 million in stock to pay $320 million in dividends, add $240 million to their bank accounts, and pay $516 million in other outlays. CNX Resources generated $356 million in free cash flow, using $236 million to repay debt and $37 million to repurchase stock, with the balance for other purposes. 2021 started off with the anticipation that ENPs would try to keep capital spending at maintenance levels and use the excess cash flow to repair balance sheets and remit more funds back to shareholders via dividends and share buybacks. And ENP activity in the first quarter followed the script, as the 39 companies we tracked generated $15.5 billion in cash flow, while spending $8.9 billion in capital investment. With a $6.6 billion surplus, the companies were able to pay down $4.4 billion in debt, pay $1.7 billion in dividends, and repurchase $439 million in shares, while adding $343 million to their bank balances. The oil-weighted ENPs generated $1.5 billion in free cash flow in the first quarter as the peer group produced $5.2 billion in cash flow and invested $3.7 billion in capital spending. The peer group paid down $1.7 billion in debt, paid out $629 million in dividends, and bought back $70 million in shares. The companies used more than their free cash flow so bank balances were reduced by $375 million. EOG Resources was by far the largest free cash flow generator in the peer group at $1.05 billion. The company used over 70% for debt reduction with dividend payments accounting for the bulk of the remainder. The diversified E&Ps were able to generate the highest free cash flow in the first quarter of 2021 as they took in $7.4 billion in cash flow and doled out $3.8 billion in capital outlays, yielding a surplus of $3.6 billion. Using that excess cash, they were able to reduce debt by $1.9 billion, 
paying $962 million in dividends, and repurchased $346 million in stock, while adding $279 million to their bank accounts. ConocoPhillips generated $865 million in free cash flow, 41% more than runner-up Continental Resources. All of ConocoPhillips's free cash flow, and then some, was reallocated to shareholders. Dividends amounted to $588 million, while share repurchases totaled $403 million. Meanwhile, Continental Resources targeted virtually all of its free cash flow to $561 million in debt reduction. The gas-weighted ENPs generated $2.8 billion in cash flow in the first quarter and invested about half of those funds in capital expenditures, leaving $1.4 billion in free cash flow. This allowed the peer group members to repay $847 million in debt, pay $80 million in dividends, and buy back $24 million in stock while also adding $439 million to their bank accounts. Entero Resources was the largest free cash flow generator in the first quarter at $441 million, using almost all of it to reduce debt. With one quarter in the books for 2021, the public ENPs are sticking to the script, so far. But others are producing into those high prices, including OPEC+. Many private producers, not restrained by public markets, have already been steadily increasing their activity and building market share. And with WTI oil prices topping $70 per barrel in recent days, will the inflated cash flows prove to be too much of a temptation for ENPs to fall back into their old habits? Take It Easy, a big hit for the Eagles 49 years ago, was written by Jackson Brown and Glenn Fry and is the opening track on the group's 1972 debut album, Eagles. The song was the first single released from the album on May 1, 1972, and went to number 12 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 Singles and Adult Contemporary Singles charts. It was recorded in February 1972 at Olympic Sound Studios in London, with Glyn Johns producing. Personnel on the recording are founding band members, Glenn Fry, on acoustic guitar and lead vocals, Bernie Ledden, on lead guitar, banjo and harmony vocals, Randy Meisner, on bass and harmony vocals, and Don Henley, on drums and harmony vocals. The album spawned three top 40 singles, Take It Easy, Witchy Woman, and Peaceful Easy Feeling. Jackson Brown recorded a version of Take It Easy that appears on his 1973 album, For Everyman. There is also a Take It Easy slash Glenn Fry statue at Stanton on the Corner Park in Winslow, Arizona, inspired by the song's lyrics. The Eagles are an American rock band formed in Los Angeles in 1971. They have sold more than 150 million records worldwide, and have had five number one singles and six number one albums. The band has released seven studio albums, two live albums, ten compilation albums, and 30 singles, and has won six Grammy Awards and five American Music Awards. The Eagles were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998, the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 2001, and they received Kennedy Center honors in 2016. Glenn Fry passed away in January 2016. The Eagles, featuring members Don Henley, Joe Walsh and Timothy B. Schmidt, along with touring members Vince Gill and Deacon Frey, are scheduled to play 18 concert dates starting at Madison Square Garden in August. The concerts will feature a Hotel California set accompanied by an orchestra and choir, followed by an additional set of the band's greatest hits. This has been the RBN Energy Blogcast. Thanks for listening.